the thunder mutters. Poetry and Music Podcast presented by Becky Dello and Adam Horowitz. Episode 10 The Shepherd's Calendar by John Clare September Hello and welcome to episode 10 of The Thunder Mutters. The Thunder Mutters has been muttering quieter and more quiet over August and September because Becky and I took a little bit of time off and we took a little more time off than we expected. But we're really glad to be back with episode 10 featuring Claire's September from the Shepherd's Calendar. Yes, the consequence of trying to get organised following the summer break and getting university and school children back and established into a new routine did take its toll. So apologies for the late September episode. You have a slightly better excuse than I do. I didn't have anything like children to get to university, (laughs) but never mind. (laughs) There's a noticeable chill in the air, despite the bright sunny days. When I was younger, that smell in the air used to really give me a sense of sadness and almost decay which I felt coming through Claire's poem as well. Now now I'm much older I see it really as a fresh start with a bit of optimism um, and with hope for plans to be fulfilled because I get a bit of headspace back with all the children back at school and university. So hopefully October will be with us in a couple of months, in a couple of weeks. A couple of months, that would be terrible. (laughs) That would. Uh, If you want to help Becky stop feeling forlorn and uh, more optimistic, we'd be very grateful if you could help support the Thunder Mutters by adding to our Kofi fund, uh, buy us a cup of coffee or actually the ability to keep the podcast running. And that would be available at www.kofi.com dot com forward slash the thunder mutters kofi being spelt ko hyphen fi we'd be very grateful if you might be able to help us keep going yes we would be grateful thank you although to be honest now i do find as i'm getting older i see autumn and the new academic school year as a bit of a fresh start with optimism and hope for plans to be fulfilled Um, I find I have a lot more headspace and time for work, although I miss the company of my uni children horribly. I do get a lot more done. Yes, I much prefer autumn myself. It's a revivifying sense. The the slight chill kind of perks me up a little. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought of it like that. Everyone would assume spring was revivifying. So, to this month's tunes, we open with the Morning Fair Hornpipe. This tune is in many 19th century tune manuscripts and it's sometimes known as Pigeon on the Gate, although that's not the same as the Irish tune with that name. Claire mentions pigeons, so that's why I put it in the September selection. Next is Toast, which I thought was quite an odd name because I just could think of toast with butter. 
then I realised it was also known as General Toast, which then made me think of an army general. But it's not. It's a toast to maidens and housewives, queens and widows. And it was sung in Sheridan's comedy School for Scandal in 1777 and then began to appear widely in print and manuscripts dating from 1780. I chose it here because Claire mentions a maid and also because I'm trying to link up with the idea of harvest, thinking of the raucous harvest celebrations that they would have had centuries ago and then more recently in the 19th century, more refined religious harvest ceremony and the idea of being thankful for something. Next is Mrs Casey. I love this tune and I learned a fabulous version over lockdown from Sam Sweeney which is closer to the version I play rather than the one in Claire's tune book, although they're very much the same tune. This was likely a dance tune for the fashionable country dancers of the late 18th century, but it was also used as a dance tune by the Cotswold Morris. I chose it for September purely because it's a really good tune. The next tune, Sadler's Balloon, it's also known as the Green Cockade, but in Claire's tune book, it's known as Sadler's Balloon, and it refers to James Sadler, who was the second person to make a balloon ascent in England, and it's commemorating that. The first ascent was done on, I think, the 14th of September, 1784, which is why I popped that tune in here. Next is Christchurch Bells, which is the melody of a song called Bonnie Christchurch Bells, chosen here because of Claire's reference to a church clock. And finally, Sleepy Maggie, a dance tune for which Claire gives dance instructions, which is popular in Scottish, Irish and English traditions. It can be found in the Duke of Perth's manuscript from 1734, but of course it could be even older than that. It's also known as Jenny's Chickens, hence choosing it for September as Claire mentions a hen. And it's also quite a nice way to round off the podcast. So without further ado, here's Becky playing Morning Fair. Shepherd's Calendar, September. Harvest awakes the morning still, And toil's rude groups the valleys fill. Deserted is each cottage hearth, To all life save the cricket's mirth. Each burring wheel their Sabbath meets, Nor walks a gossip in the streets. The bench beneath its eldern bough, Lined o'er with grass, is empty now. Where blackbirds, caged from out the sun, Could whistle while their mistress spun. All haunt the thronged fields still to share The harvest's lingering bounty there, 
as yet no meddling boys resort about the streets in idle sport. The butterfly enjoys his hour, and flirts unchaste from flower to flower, and humming bees that morning calls from out the low hut's mortar walls, which passing boy no more controls, fly undisturbed about their holes, and sparrows in glad chirpings meet, unpelted in the quiet street. None but imprisoned children now are seen where dames with angry brow threaten each yunker to his seat, that through the school door eyes the street, or from his horn book turns away to mourn for liberty and play. Loud are the morning's early sounds that farm and cottage yard surrounds. The creaking noise of opening gate and clanking pumps where boys await with idle motion to supply the thirst of cattle crowding by. The low of cows and bark of dogs and cackling hens and whining hogs swell high while at the noise awoke old Goody seeks her milking cloak and hastens out to milk the cow and fill the troughs to feed the sow or seeking old hens laid astray, or from young chickens drives away the circling kite that round them flies, waiting the chance to seize the prize. Hogs try through gates the street to gain, and steal into the fields of grain. From night's dull prison comes the duck, waddling eager through the muck, squeezing through the orchard pales where morning's bounty rarely fails, eager gobbling as they pass, Dewworms through the padded grass, where blushing apples round and red load down the boughs and pat the head of longing maid that hither goes to hang on lines the drying clothes, who views them oft with tempted eye and steals one as she passes by. Where the holly oak so tall far tops the garden wall, that latest blooms for bees provide, hived on stone benches close beside. The bees their teasing music hum, and threaten war to all that come, save the old dame whose jealous care places a trapping bottle there, filled with mock sweets in whose disguise the honey-loving hornet dies.
Upon the dovecot's mossy slates The pigeons coo around their mates Where morn's sunbeams early fall By the barn or stable wall Basking hens in playful rout Flap the smoking dust about In the barn hole sits the cat Watching within the thirsty rat Who oft at morn its dwelling leaves To drink the moisture from the eaves The redbreast with his nimble eye Dare scarcely stop to catch the fly That tangled in the spider's snare Mourns in vain for freedom there The dog beside the threshold lies Mocking sleep with half-shut eyes With head crouched down upon his feet Till strangers pass his sunny seat Then quick he pricks his ears to hark And bustles up to growl and bark While boys in fear stop short their song and sneak on hurries fears along. And beggar, creeping like a snail, To make his hungry hopes prevail, O'er the warm heart of charity, Leaves his lame halt and hastens by. field now leaves the farm with brimming bottles on her arm loitering unseen in narrow lane to be o'ertook by following swain who happy thus her truth to prove carries the load and talks of love full soon the harvest wagons sound rumbling like thunder all around in ceaseless speed the corn to load hurrying down the dusty road while driving boy with eager eye watches the church clock passing by whose gilt hands glitter in the sun to see how far the hours have run right happily in the breathless day to see it wearing fast away yet now and then a sudden shower will bring to toil a resting hour when under sheltering shocks a crowd of merry voices mingle loud, wearing the short-lived boon along with vulgar tale and merry song, draining with leisure's laughing eye each welcome bubbling bottle dry, till peeping suns dry up the rain, then off they start to toil again. Anon the fields are wearing clear, and glad sounds hum in labour's ear, when children hallow here they come and run to meet the harvest home stuck thick with boughs and thronged with boys who mingle loud a merry noise glad that the harvest's end is nigh and weary labour nearly by where when they meet the stack thronged yard cross buns or pence their shouts reward
Then comes the harvest supper night, which rustics welcome with delight, when merry game and tiresome tale, and songs increasing with the ale, their mingled uproar interpose to crown the harvest's happy close. While rural mirth that there abides laughs till she almost cracks her sides. Now harvest's busy hum declines, and labour half its help resigns. Boys glad at heart to play return, the shepherds to their peace sojourn. Rush-bosomed solitudes among which busy toil disturbed so long. The gossip, happy all is o'er, visits again her neighbour's door, for scandal's idle tales to dwell, which harvest had no time to tell. And on each bench at eventide, which trailing vine-leaves nearly hide, and free from all its sultry strife, enjoy once more their idle life. A few whom waning toil reprieves thread the forest's sea of leaves, where the pheasant loves to hide, and the darkest glooms abide beneath the old oaks mossed and grey, whose shadows seem as old as they, where time hath many seasons won since aught beneath them saw the sun, within these brambly solitudes, the ragged noisy boy intrudes to gather nuts that ripe and brown as soon as shook will patter down. Thus harvest ends its busy reign, and leaves the fields their peace again, where autumn's shadows idly muse, and tinge the trees with many hues, amid whose scenes I'm fain to dwell, and sing of what I love so well. But hollow winds, and tumbling floods, and humming showers, and moaning woods, all startle into sudden strife, and wake a mighty lay to life, making amid their strains divine all songs in vain so mean as mine. managed to get it in on time uh, we hope you've enjoyed it and if you have and you'd like to show some support financially please visit www.kofi forward slash kofi.com kofi annam <laughs> every time i say it that's what i think of www.kofi.com forward slash the thunder mutters that's Kofi, K-O hyphen F-I. And we look forward to speaking to you again very shortly. We'll be back in just under a fortnight with, <laughs> with uh, Claire's October from the Shepherd's Calendar. And in the meantime, we'll work out what other subsidiary episodes we'll be doing. And that will all start off again very soon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.